This is your Sporting Edge, 91.7 The Edge, WSUW, Whitewater. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you worked hard for? Yeah! When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Any other questions? Yeah. 91.7 The Edge, WSUW Whitewater. Welcome into Hawk Talk on this Tuesday edition, as made famous by Bryce Olson, the Tidbit Tuesday edition. I really, really hope you're listening, Bryce. Um, hey, Adrian. What's up? Oh, there we are. I just, I was wanted to make sure that, uh, like, uh, like the mixer's on. I oh just right. need to make sure which mic, mic you're on. But everything, wow, everything's set up pretty well already. Awesome. Fantastic. That's always good to hear. Uh, but uh, awesome. But all right. Uh, the first official. The first official Tuesday of Hog Talk. Like, I'm still, like, really irritated at myself because, like, every one of our three shows last week had, like, really good discussions. And then there's me just like, ha, the podcast that exists. I forgot. I did not forget yesterday. Yesterday's show is up, by the way. It is officially on iTunes. And if you do not have, you know, and like any, an Apple device, it's on SoundCloud. And they have an app. Yeah. So you can listen to that. But it's yeah. Um, no, a lot of no, I, a lot of people are still a big fan of the fact that we have uh, that podcast. Yeah, so I, uh, it was I bet there we go. In there the it mic. is. I was like into the mic. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's get let's do these introductions. Uh, wait 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 a second. I got an email from a class from a class about a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm good. Uh, Joe, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be on Hawk Talk again today. Uh, it's been a pretty good day. It was a little cold outside and a little bit snowy, but uh, other than that, it's been a pretty good day. Okay, one person just said they won't be able to come to the meeting tonight. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we shun them. What? We shun them. We shun them. <laughs> First meeting and they get shunned. <laughs> Eric, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, only had... Or not only. I had three classes today, but finished them all before Hawk Talk, so... After this, other than our meeting tonight, don't really have much to do, so that's nice. Just going to be able to relax, but excited to be here on uh, Tuesday edition of Hawk Talk. All right. And Adrian, your 2016 Hawk Talk debut. How you doing? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm dealing with a little bit of a throat bug. That's why I signed a little... Like a something little just like stuck in there? Just like a sore throat? I think it's just a sore throat because everything else feels fine. Right. Except for my throat. No, I, f- I feel you. That was pretty much me a few days ago. But as I've asked virtually anyone who's been on Hawk Talk between last week and this week, how was your break? What'd you do? 
uh, it was pretty uneventful actually. Um, Netflix was probably my best friend over the break. <laughs> um, I watched the entire series of Lost, and that was a great show. Never watched it. Uh, you should watch it. Should I? I? I recommend it. I mean, I'm I'm a little f- I'm like six years late to the party, so that show is old now, isn't it? What yeah. show? Lost. I mean, it was like 2004 oh, yeah. to 2010. It ended in 2010. Yeah, I believe so. Huh. So, yeah, that was my break. It was so it was pretty uneventful. I mean, sports wise, I watch sports. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I got to see the Bucks Bulls live. In I Milwaukee. did. I did see that uh, on your story. Like, yeah, I was like, that wow. was a pretty uh, pretty like, upsetting game. <laughs> a lot of people I knew went. Like you went. My roommate from last year went. Uh, this one girl. This one girl I talked. I uh, talked to at the time. Uh. She went with her boyfriend. Um, no, a lot of people went. I was just like, "Wow!" But no, it was it's was pretty sick. I did I didn't really do much. I did I did go to my first Blackhawks game though. Like I, That's I, cool. to, I That's, did go to I'm my first Blackhawks game. To, uh, to go to one, but I'm I'm down to go to another. Yeah, that's like, I'm more than down to go to another. That's that's awesome. But uh, uh, having a good day. Yeah, it's all right. I'm ready for spring. <laughs> oh my god, I'm ready for spring. I'm sick of this weather. But you know, to go, that's, unfortunately. That's we what I do. get for, you know, going to school in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's true. And uh, living It would in be the, the same thing if we went if you stayed in Illinois though. It really would well, be I mean, pretty similar. Midwest, like, right, in the Midwest, yeah. Like I should have gone to California <laughs> or something. <laughs> Although they don't really have a lot of water out there, so it's either frozen. You go water. you go to Florida. That's true. That's true. You should just take some of our frozen water with you to California. There you go. There it is. Drought over. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just just ship them some snow. How do I get that through? uh, Are they going to question me at the airport? Like, what do you have, blocks of ice? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, At one of those truck (laughs) weigh-in stations. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to dive in and search all through all that if you want, but I'm pretty sure it's all snow. I'm going to say, put a coat on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I don't care because I have nothing to hide but you might want to put a coat on because that t-shirt ain't gonna cut it sir but uh, no my day was alright I had I had work this morning at 9 which is the earliest I've had to be, be this is the, the earliest I've had to be up since like my freshman first semester freshman year but uh, no no, my day was okay pretty low key but, but uh, yeah who's got the Warhawk round up you got it yeah, I've got it. Which what days do you want us to read? Uh, is it today through Friday. Yeah. Uh, we because there's nothing. What is today? Yesterday. Tuesday. Yeah, there's nothing from yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's go let's go t- today through. We could technically push Saturday if we want to. It depends on how much stuff there is. Just there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, like there's then, a lot on Saturday. Then you know what? Then do whatever works best for you. We're gonna hit the music in three, two, one. Showtime. <laughs> All right, so today, uh, starting at 2 p.m., was men's and women's swimming versus Carthage. Um, there's no results posted. It did start at 2 p.m., and it was diving only. Tomorrow, women's basketball plays at UW-Platteville, as well as men's basketball plays uh, against UW-Platteville as well. Um, and I believe the men's game is home. Uh, there's nothing going on on Thursday and Friday. Uh, wrestling takes on Pete Wilson uh, at the... Wheaton Invitational in Wheaton, Illinois at 11 a.m. And Men's Track versus uh, Squig in quotation marks. Converse Invitational meet. Um, that uh, meet is at Missouri State. Actually, I'm sorry, Southeastern Missouri State. 
Um, and that's your. That's your. That's week. it. That's it this week. That's it. Saturday is. You can go into Saturday if you want. Saturday's a mile. Um, so we'll go into Saturday at one o'clock. Uh, men's swimming versus UW Eau Claire. Um, women's swimming as well versus UW Eau Claire. Um, women's basketball versus. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I. I, I I stumbled a little bit. <laughs> hey, good. Uh, women's basketball versus UW River Falls. Um, that's alumni day. Uh, women uh, you wrestling. Mi- you might have the call for that one on Saturday, by the way. For the, the women's game. You might have the call for that one on Saturday. For, for radio. radio. For radio. Oh, for radio, yeah. yeah. Um, wrestling versus Pete Wilson at the Wheaton Invitational in Wheaton, Illinois at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, women's track. Versus the Warhawk Classic Invitational, and that's at 12 p.m. Uh, and then men's basketball is at UW River Falls at 5 p.m. And that's your what is this Willie's week? Um, uh, let's let's go Warhawk Roundup. Either, uh, this, either and that's your Warhawk Roundup. All right. What's that? Well, not the best reading of the Warhawk Roundup. <laughs> that's for sure. It wasn't my bowling debacle, so oh. you got that. You got that going for you at least. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, my first yeah. day of audio production last week. What? <laughs> Lucas goes, uh, we got to do something about uh, <laughs> <laughs> that bowling debacle. <laughs> That's because I, I know there was nothing like, about this. Tell I, me. There was like there was like 20 matches on like the one and day, ge- and there was three days worth of it. And Genius Me decided, hey, let's give every score. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday. I was dying. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday at the e-board meeting, he walks in. Lucas walks in. He's just like, really? Every bowling score? That's the first thing he says to me. First time he sees me all semester, he just goes, every bowling score. Really? I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, my mom was still in winter break mode. You know, I just got back. It was syllabus week. Man, was, was that on? Was that the Tuesday? That first day that we did it. That was definitely the Tuesday. Oh yeah, Con- <laughs> it was definitely. It was just, it was just Connor and myself oh, that day. Oh my god! So Connor was just filling your time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, there's two people. It was. It was that was. I, I just. I just know that he's like, yeah. Connor read every bowling <laughs> score, <laughs> and he couldn't go into any more detail because you know it was class time. But I was like. Good job, Connor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish I was there. I want. I would love. You would have just died. <laughs> like score after score, score after, after score. score after score after the first round. This was the score. No, no there was yeah, like man, and he he went and started. He was like, oh yeah, let's go back like to a week ago. Yeah, and I, he's like, oh yeah, went, no, we're so not went doing two that. Two weeks back, I was like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> Warhawk Rondo took up half the show. It was the first show back. I got I got it out my system early. That's good. That's and I got and I got my typical accidental smacking of the microphone, which I always tended to do. <laughs> I got that out the way Tuesday as well. So, all right. So there's that. But all right, let's get. <laughs> everyone's been talking. Anytime anybody mentions radio to me, the first thing they say is every bowling score is like, come on. Like how many people know? But I guess everybody knows. I, at this I, point. I guess everybody knows at this point. Uh, but let's get down to business. So last night there is there's there's a big basketball game. You might have heard of it somewhere down the road. Uh, it was uh, San Antonio Spurs took on the Golden State Warriors in a game which many considered to be like you would have thought the winner of that one won the championship. But in a way, a lot of people kind of made it like the like 
Both are favorites to come out of the West. Both are favorites to beat whoever comes out of the East, presumably Cleveland. And also, whoever wins this one is most likely or going to be the favorite to break the Chicago Bulls record of 72-10. and 10. Combined, I think, last night, well, going into last night, the two teams had a combined record of 78-10. and 10. And Golden State beat the mess out of San Antonio. Steph Curry went off for 37 points. Ho-hum. Uh, Tim Duncan did not play. The, and the San Antonio Spurs, uh, uh, would, it wouldn't have helped. Uh, what was it? Was it like 90? Was it like 1-0? It was 120 to 90. One, yeah, 120 to Oh, my. It was a 30-point debacle. I checked out when it when the, when the Warriors hit 97. I was like, all right, I'm done. I was like, going to bed. I was like, I got to be up early. This is it. Done. And plus, I really couldn't even find NBA TV until like the last minute. And that was when I saw it was 97. I was like, wow, I tuned in for a game, and I got nothing. <laughs> but so... So now I guess really we can just – I'll just ask the question that is pretty much the big thing going on with the Warriors. Will they do it? Are the Warriors going to break the 72-10 and 10 record or the rec- like break the record of the best record in league history, which is 72-10, and 10, <clears throat> set by the Bulls in the late 90s? I believe it was that 97 squad. No. It was, the ni- it was one of the 90s squad. It, it was uh, 96, I believe. Yeah, hey, it was one year off. But – it was ninety. It was ninety Chicago Bulls. So they they all kind of bleat like blend in together in my mind. Now it's kind of like, oh, the Bulls nineties. They won everything, except the one year Jordan decided to play baseball. That's kind of how it is for me. So it's kind of like, hey, you remember the year the Bulls won the championship? Which one? <laughs> which one out of the nineties? I know they didn't do it on on the year I was born, which is kind of just like the ha sucks to be you. Yeah. But. <laughs> Not like I was around. Not like, not like I would have been around to even see it or care. But Adrian, are the Warriors going to do it? Um, I don't know. It's 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 really difficult. Barring injury, I, I believe they they most definitely do have the opportunity. They they definitely have a chance. I mean, there's what 37 games left. Something like that. So they'd have to go 32 and five. Uh. I mean, and they're 41 and four right now. So if they can do that, I'm sure they can do 32 and five. So barring injury, I believe they can do it. You know, um, I'm not. I haven't really looked at their schedule. I don't know if they what what big team what big teams they still have to face. I'm sure they still have to face a lot of a lot of tough competition. So I mean, yeah, uh, they can do it. Do you think they will do it? Um. It's it's hard for me to confidently say that they will do it because, you know, I've just never seen it done. Uh, I mean, even the 96 Bulls team, I was two. <laughs> so I've never seen, um, you know, um, consciously um, uh, a team do that well in the season. So it's really hard for me to say, yeah, they're going to break it. But uh, if there's a team that I've ever seen that can do it, it's definitely this team. Because they are just stacked across the board, and like the the you know the closest competition to them were the San Antonio Spurs uh, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and look what they just did to both of them mm-hmm. uh, in the past week. So uh, I mean, they most definitely have uh, uh, you, know, you know the numbers are on their side. So Eric, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I. Personally, I don't think they will be able to do it because 
the season is just getting over the halfway point, mm-hmm. and this team relies so much on Steph Curry. Like the next two pl- closest players to for scoring against the Spurs, obviously Curry had 37, and then Sean Livingston and Brandon Rush were their next two leading scorers with 13 points. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like Sean Clay- Livingston and Brandon Rush. Yeah, Clay Thompson had 11 only, and Draymond Green only had 11, and Harrison Barnes only had four. So I feel like with how much they rely on Curry, obviously they're, that's a down game for Klay Thompson and probably Draymond Green, but still, I feel like there's going to be multiple times in the season still where they're just going to be relying on Curry too much and he's going to just have an off day because as great of a player as Curry is, he has off days and so does everyone. That's just how it works. And, and he's human. Exactly. So I think that's that's going to play a role because they really rely on Curry more than people like to say they do, but they get away with it because Curry is such a phenomenal player, but relying on anyone like that is going to hurt you sometimes. So Yeah, Steph Curry's been, uh, he's been the leading scorer in 29 of their games this year. Yeah. So, like, is that just a matter of him? But does that become a, a matter of just, like, so- shot selection for him and just bringing it up the court and just like, all right, pulling the trigger now. Like, is it a matter of that, or do you think that those are all designed at this point? Um, I don't think that those are designed because NBA teams, they still have some sort of play. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they just are running schoolyard basketball. They, they still have some type of plays that they run, and obviously Steve Kerr and Luke Walton, they're drawing stuff up. Right. But Steph Curry shot 20 times last night, and the next closest person had 11 shots, and that was Mo Spates. So so when they're relying on Curry that much, I feel like eventually the losses are going to come, but I think they're obviously going to be close. I think they'll get probably around 12 total losses in the season, so really close, but I don't think they can uh, beat the Bulls' record. So they barely missed the record for you. Joe, what do you think? Um, honestly, it's tough to say. Um, unfortunately, basketball is one of those sports that I don't follow as much. But um, statistically speaking, any time that you look at, um, any time you look at trying to break records and stuff like that, I don't know. I I, I tend to say that I doubt that they're going to do it, only because the media is going to hype it up so much that it's going to get in their heads and. That's just going to be it. They're going to lose 11 games, 12 games. 11. So you have them missing the record by one. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I feel like is going to happen. I feel like it's it's going to come down to, like, they're going to get close and it's going to be one or two games. Um, I, I still expect them to make the playoffs and be a very, uh, a very great contender in the playoffs. But, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that they're going to do it. I really don't think they're going to do it. Not that they can't, because right now they haven't lost that many games. So right. uh, not it's not that they can't. It's uh, I just don't think that they will. My thing is this, and Eric, you touched on it, and it's just that it's the reliance on Steph Curry. And, I mean, I really don't want to use this example because, I mean, for a lot of people that I talk to, like, oh, of course they're going to resort to this example. But it's the best example I have because it's kind of sort of proven, and it's just the best example. 
let's let's look at body types and let's just and everything. You have Steph Curry, which a lot of people tend to forget. A lot of people have forgotten that early on in Steph Curry's career, he could not stay on the court because he had ankle issues. You know, and he was always frequently hurt. Most of them were leg issues, but they're mostly his ankle. Now, obviously, the endorsement deal he signed with the sh- with his with the brand that he's under and the shoes and everything and have obviously helped. And you know, maybe some of the workouts he he does and preparation and everything that well, that helps. But you saw it when he had to deal with a calf injury earlier earlier in the year, even though he had he got need in the calf. But a lot of people tend to forget, like he had injuries, like he did not come onto the scene. Until it just so happened that Golden State decided to change their logo back to the old school one. And that's when all of a sudden Steph Curry was just like, okay, showtime. But obviously he was growing. You know, he was young. He didn't really build. He was, a li- he was like smaller and, and everything that he was now. Like he still, he still looked like he could be like really some kids still fresh in the middle of college. You know, playing intramural basketball when, uh, when he came into the league. Like let, let's be real. Now he just now he looks like your average normal guy who may or may not who may or may not be able to play basketball really well, except he can play basketball really well. <laughs> so, but if you compare that body type to to a LeBron James who he's a tank, he hasn't had a serious injury. The most he's really had is what a sprained ankle or like you know like a messed up back or anything but the dude's the dude's essentially a workhorse and i mean what worries me about and he even saw lebron last year like he sat out a couple weeks why because he got tired like he couldn't do it and yes i know there's differences in both teams and you know the warriors got clay and they have depth and everything like that too it's draymond and festus azili and Harrison Barnes and Andre Iguodala, the list could go on and on and on. But it's the over-reliance of Steph Curry, you know, that leads me to wonder, like, yeah, he pulls all the fantastic things. Like, the dude look does things that look humanly impossible. It's like he's lit- – it's like the dude went – it's like the dude didn't even go to Davidson. He went to freaking Hogwarts of basketball and, le- and, learned, and learned how to play there and hit half of the shots he, well, did, he We're going to talk about over-reliance, though. So, um, look at the, the – if we look at the 96 Bulls, um, <clears throat> Jordan had a thousand more points at the end of the season than the second leading scorer, which was Scottie Pippen. But he, but Jordan was a six six freak of nature. Steph Curry looks like your average guy walking down the street. I mean, who knows? Maybe well, then that's up maybe, to, you know that may, that's up to Kerr and right and Walton to to adjust playing minutes. And he's averaging thirty three minutes a game, which is you know those are typical starting numbers. I was say, those are starting numbers especially for a star player. Those are starting minutes so and especially at 41 and 4 going down the stretch you may rest him like, um, or you know you limit the time uh, I I mean Steph Curry is is used a lot heavily in that system but doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be their downfall. No, it it's not going to be their downfall. <laughs> but I just feel yeah. that at some I just feel that at some point with the with uh, over reliance, he's gonna miss eventually. Yeah, Ray then. Allen missed eventually. Uh, Gary Payton missed <laughs> eventually. Uh, Kyle Korver uh, with the Sixers and even uh, current day missed eventually. Uh, name any sharpshooter you could think of in NBA history. Like I don't know, Larry Bird. He he missed. Michael Jordan. 
he's famous for saying he missed. Yeah. You know, so many people have missed. Like, they've been the greatest shooters of all time. Reggie Miller missed. Reggie Miller missed. So, I mean, and we're and we're so quick to call. And one more example, like Steve Nash. Like you, you brought up that interest set last week about oh, what yeah. about what was it the thirty forty ninety club or something like uh, that? 50, 40, the fifty forty ninety. Yeah, like the dude, the man still missed. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we are we widely consider <clears throat> Steph Curry like the best player in the game. Yes, and with and over the past few years, like we went from all Steph Curry could do is shoot deep threes to wow, Steph Curry could essentially do it all, and he's got handles. He's going to miss. He is going to miss eventually. And what happens if his shots aren't going down and if Klay Thompson has essentially a down game? Yes, you still have Draymond Green. And yes, you still have Andre Iguodala. But can you really – but are those, are they going to be enough? Like, my, like, perfect example, the NBA Finals. Steph Curry had quote-unquote down games. The dude was still averaging almost a double-double and putting up what – Averaging what 22, 23 points per game, and those were down games for Steph Curry because we're so used to him blowing up for forty every other game. But what bailed him out? Clay Thompson had Clay Tom- like average games to be for somebody named Clay Thompson, but Harrison Barnes blew up and Draymond Green emerged, and you know uh, Festus Azili uh, stepped up and everything. Like the depth kicked in. But what happens? But what happens like in a course of a very long season and everything? What happens when shots don't fall? And let's say, hypothetically speaking, they come back from all-star break and they get off to a slow start. You know, like, I find it very hard to believe that after, like, a resting period and after a long period of time, they're going to get right back to the court and be like, okay, we're going to be world beaters again. No. But I think the main thing for me is just that, like, yes, it's awesome and it's crazy. We watch Warriors games all the time. It's like, oh, my goodness, they can't miss. But they're going to eventually miss. You can't make every shot and what happens when circus shots don't fall no points go on the board or what happens when no points go on the board the other team gets an opportunity so at some point it's fun to watch but i think the magic starts to die a little bit as far as do i think they're going to break the record they have a they have a good shot it would be cool to see them break the record it would be cool to see some to see somebody go on a historic run like that because a lot of us in this room, like we were too young to remember or not even born yet when that record went down. But do I think it's going to happen? I mean, maybe because the, cause the landscape of the NBA is so different. In 96, it was a little bit more physical. So, I mean, if there was – so I mean, if, A lot. Yeah, it was a lot more physical. So, I mean, if the current NBA was in 96 and then the, the, the past NBA was now, then I'd be like, oh, no, there's no way they're going to break the record. But – Hello, phone. <laughs> but I don't know. They have a good shot, but do I think they get it? I, f- I think they miss it by like five games, Mo- mostly because at some point they got to miss, and it's the all-star break that worries me. It legitimately worries me. And, I mean, if, if, if the San Antonio Spurs could fall flat, who's to say the Warriors can't? They're not immune to it. They're just as human as the guys on the Spurs roster. I mean, you have a point. Of course, uh, of course, they're gonna miss, and uh, I don't. They're not gonna win out the rest of the season, but it doesn't mean that. Uh, <clears throat> it doesn't mean they're not gonna break the record. No, I've never oh. said they're not gonna break but, the record, uh, but I just uh, have a hard time believing. I, it. I, I, I could see the All Star break being, uh, uh, um, you know, slowing them down, but 
I'm looking at the the Bulls schedule from 95 96 because, you know, granted, this is who you're going to compare them to. Right. They lost two games before the All-Star break and then went on a tearing streak afterwards and won like eight games in a row and they lost one. The Bulls in 95 96 averaged about two losses a month, give or take, you know, you know, a few here or, you know, spaced it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... At this point, the the Golden State Warriors are on a better pace than the Bulls were back then. Um, yeah, they, they 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 will miss, they can miss. Doesn't necessarily mean they will though. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I I, I think that of of all the years, you know, this is the the most definitely the best team that we have seen, and this is the the team that that has the biggest opportunity to do so to break the record. I mean, this is a better team than that Miami Heat team that went that almost beat that win streak record by far. Yeah. Oh. It's like, like yes, I know they had the long win streak, but that would still. that would be an interesting matchup to see. Uh, that Miami Heat team yeah, against LeBron this James, oh, that Miami Heat that team. would talk about dream matchups. And Can't, then uh, a, Miami, a Miami Heat team currently with uh, Drogic at, uh, at at the point mm-hmm. with a D Wade with a LeBron James with a Chris Bosh. And with a Hassan Whiteside, would be an incredible matchup to see against the Warriors. I think that would essentially be the Warriors of the East. Yeah. If if you plugged in Whiteside and Dragic, that's 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 the Warriors of the East. Yeah. Like in on, like in my honest opinion, but I mean, if you were just to take that record Miami Heat team versus this potential record-setting Warriors team, heck, they've already set records. Like that, oh, oh my goodness, I, I would go broke to watch that. But, I mean, I don't know. I, Eric, Joe, what do you guys think? Like, are they going to even, like, they've got, they're human. <laughs> Something's going to creep up. Injuries, shots not falling, something, yeah. fatigue. And what I'm saying, like, that over-reliance is, I'm not saying that over-reliance is going to hurt them by any means. That they're still, I said they're probably going to go around they're going to miss the record by about two or two, three games. Two or three wins, yeah. That's what I think. So by no means are they – is that hurting their team, that they're relying on Curry. It's helping their team because they're getting probably the second-best record in the history of the NBA. So really it's not really a, their downfall. It's no. just what's going to make them lose two or three more games than what they maybe could, at, could be doing. So I'm not trying to say that – it's going to be their downfall, and it's going to kill them, and they're not going to make it to the finals or anything like that. But I just think that when you're you're uh, looking to Steph Curry as much as they do, that a game here and there is going to get lo- is going to be lost just because people go cold sometimes. Right. Even the hottest of shooters go cold, like you said. So. You got uh, anything? Um. Yeah. Um. I just. I don't know. I just I just don't see him doing it. Um, I I feel like there's and even if Steph Curry does stay healthy the rest of the season, which is a strong possibility, there's but there's nothing that says he won't get hurt. But you got to also look at those four to six ish other guys that are rotating in regularly. That any one of them could get hurt as well and not. I don't know. Whatever the unit that they've got now, they're they're gelling pretty well. They're working well together. They're scoring points. A little bit over reliant on Steph Curry. Um, and a little bit might be an understatement, but still, you've got to look at those other guys in those supporting roles. And if you bring somebody else in, 
um, just because to fill the spots, uh, it, it just may not work out as well as you think. I have I have something that I just thought of, actually. You mentioned the other guys. Early on in the season, I don't know if you guys remember, but a lot of people didn't say it was Steph Curry was the MVP of the team. They didn't say it was Klay Thompson. Draymond Green. They said it was Draymond Green. What happens if somebody like him goes down? Yes, they still have Harrison Barnes and Andre Iguodala, and that it's not a massive drop-off. And, you, again, you still got the the actual MVP of the league, but what happens if you miss one of those, like, what I like to kind of call, like, the glue pieces of the team? That hurts because that really um, opens up for a lot of other teams with with, uh, with talented big men to take advantage of them down low. Um because if if Steph Curry down goes down for you know a short time, you still have Klay Thompson, who's a you know extravagant shooter and scorer, mm-hmm. and vice versa. If Klay Thompson goes down, but if Draymond Green goes down, then you lose um, a versatile a versatile uh, piece down low who he can play down low and he can play up top really well. Uh, like, does the small like, ball rotation take a massive hit then? Because that's because yeah. that's oh, what. Yeah. That's what the uh, the Warriors used to dethrone the Cavs last year. Like yeah. they went straight small ball. That that yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's actually a a bigger piece to lose than than a Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Obviously, if you lose Steph Curry, Clay Thompson for an extended period of time, then that hurts no matter what. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking, you know, a week or two, then I think Draymond Green hurts more because it leaves you a lot more vulnerable. You lose a small ball option, and you know. Um, teams like them, like the Spurs, would probably have a better time, right? Um, you know, trying to beat you. Is there anybody in your guys' mind that who would probably hurt hurt the Warriors' chances of missing out on the on getting the record if they were to go down? Like, is there anybody else in the roster, or is it like not na- obviously not named Steph Curry? Because that's kind of like the given. You lose the MVP of the league, you're probably not going to do too hot. Yeah. But outside of Steph Curry, is there anybody else, or is Draymond Green like the one guy who's like, we cannot let him go down? Um, I think definitely. <clears throat> excuse me, behind. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, behind Curry, I think Draymond would be the worst to lose because, like Adrian said, obviously he's a presence for playing defense and stuff like that. But I, w- I didn't watch the game at all yesterday, but I'm guessing that Draymond Green was guarding Kawhi Leonard. I would assume. Just because, but past that, <clears throat> I don't really know if someone on the on the Warriors could guard a guy like Kawhi Leonard other than Draymond Green. Like obviously Clay Thompson, he's a good defender, but he's not as good as Draymond Green. Right. And I don't think Clay Thompson Clay Thompson is as good of a defender as people like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron are oh, offensively. I was, yeah, I was gonna say Clay Thompson can play de- like can play good defense, but you met he's the last or one of the last. If I had to put him on LeBron, I would. If I had to put him on Kawhi Leonard, I would. Yeah, well, you, still play, have, you still have Andre Iguodala. That's who could true. Cover a guy like LeBron or or um, you know Kawhi Leonard, but I, the versatility that he provides on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Is, right. And I mean, it, you're losing. And it kind of works in both teams' favors now that I actually think about it. Because if they do, because like. Let's say you have to put Thompson on one of the somebody on the star players over on the East. Name another East team that has another that has another well other than the Cavaliers because you have Kyrie Irving, but Steph Curry's got that locked because his defense has stepped up tremendously as his career has progressed. 
But outside of the, the Cavs, uh, name another East team that has a second weapon, that could, a second or third weapon that would be like, oh, crap, we don't have anybody to cover them. We're screwed. Um, the Heat? The Heat. I was going to say the Raptors. They have uh, Kyle Lowry starting point guard for the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. But do you think they'd make the finals? Uh, they're playing really, really well right now, and I could see them going to the finals. I could see them beating the Cavs just because <clears throat> they're – they're playing so well, and they like they have um, Demar Derozan, Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry. They just that's the uh, that's really the two options they that they have that are big options. But the Heat is a good one. But other than that, I mean, even a healthy Bulls team, yeah. maybe, yeah, a Bulls team that knows what they're doing because they're inconsistent. Yeah, <laughs> a Bulls team with Mike Dunleavy. Yeah, who may or may who, not even come back this season. Yeah, I mean, he might be there for the playoffs, but that's about it. That's Mike Dunleavy isn't that important of a piece to the Bulls. To the Bulls, oh my goodness, he's a he's a he's a oh little bit more important yes. than most people yes, think. When you like, I know, Tony I know, Snell and Doug McDermott <clears throat> rotating in there. Yes, he is very important. He's important, but he's not somebody I would be like glue piece. They can. I think the Bulls can. I think he's a bigger glue piece than you than you're you're giving. He's him. a glue piece, but uh, he's not like. Because He's I'm like watching bottom tier glue piece. I'm watching these rotations that, that Tony Snell and Doug McDermott are giving and it's pitiful. Well, I mean we have Bobby it's Portis too. Pitiful. It's pitiful. I mean, Tony Snell missed open three. Yeah, Tony Snell three. is not a good player. So Tony Snell is not garbage. Yeah, he's not a very like by NBA NBA standards, <laughs> but but he's garbage, and we have a coach that doesn't know anything. But I digress. Anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Warriors? <laughs> uh, um, glue pieces? That, that, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, just really quick, I pulled up uh, some stats from uh, the Warriors. Uh, in the major categories, you yeah. have eight of the major categories. Steph Curry is only the leader in two of them. Huh? From what I'm looking <laughs> at, when I look when I go into the Gordon State website, go into leaders, yeah. the eight categories that they have listed, Steph Curry is only the number one person in two of the categories. I'm assuming there are points. Points and, and, and steals, I believe. Yes, this oh. is definitely Draymond. Okay. Draymond is top, like, 15, I think, in the league yeah, in assists. steals I believe is it. as well. Um, Andrew uh, Bogut. Bogut, yeah. Bogut. And uh, Draymond Green also lead in two categories. Um, I believe. And Sean Livingston is in one, and Brandon Rush is the other one. Brandon Rush leads the team in something? I'm guessing it's three-point percentage, just because he doesn't shoot a ton of them, and he's a good shooter. So That is true. I would have guessed so, free throws. Yeah, I, uh, Steph Curry is but he's he's much the best better in the free, league. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm trying to think of other teams that in the East that have that – like in the Multiple West, weapon. Because in the West, it's kind of just like oh, Damari Carroll. He's also on the right. uh, on the Raptors too. So that's a big option for them. Oh, that's right. I yeah, about that. he is on the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I thought he was still in Atlanta. Shows to show goes to show how much I care about Atlanta. Yeah, he went. He signed in the off season. So speaking of Atlanta, real quick, they are so one hit wonders. They're third in the East right now. Oh yeah, but remember at. I mean, remember at this point last year, all of us were talking about, oh, my goodness, look at Atlanta. Now it's kind of just like, eh. But then again, I think I think it's, I think it's, pretty much if, you're in the East, if we're talking the Eastern Conference, it's like, oh, hey, look, it's the Cavs. The Bulls, maybe. The Raptors, eh, you know, they can get it together. Raptors, oh, I already said Raptors. Atlanta, they're there. The Pacers are looking good now they got Paul George. Whereas the West is kind of just like Warriors plus who? 
Like that's kind of just how it is when we talk about the NBA now. Yeah, I. But like overall, so is there anybody in here who honestly thinks, honestly, like deep down, truly believes that the Warriors could break the record? Is there anybody in here I who think thinks, they could? Yeah. Do you think they will? Like that's we'll a different question. Yeah, I, I would say it's a, like is, I think I if, definitely if think they could. If we're, if we're asking, like if we're asking that we could, I think we we're all in agreement that yes, they yeah. could. There's nothing yeah. telling us that they can't based on what they're doing. But will they? I, I don't think they will. But there's a strong chance that they will just because of the way they're playing. You know, right? They show like their performance in the first about half of the season a little bit more shows that. They're fully capable of doing it. I just don't know if they, they're able, going to be able to carry this type of pace throughout the whole year. So it's a no from you. Yes. That as far as like Correct. will they? Yeah. Joe. I don't think yeah, it's a no. Um, I don't think they will at all. Adrian. Mm. Again, the numbers are on their side, so I definitely think they can. Give them the benefit of the doubt. I say they will. Um. I mean, looking at some of the numbers ESPN has on here, ESPN just posted an article about it today. I mean, the they averaged uh, nine points more a game than the 95-96 Bulls did. They have a points-per-game differential that's pretty much the same, 26 points. I feel like the points thing comes to com- uh, helps them because I have a lot of people that can shoot threes. Yeah, they in have, all honesty. <clears throat> I think they have about four guys shooting over 40% from three, which... I mean, then again, the Bulls had guys. Right, but the point three. differential, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the point, yeah, the point differential. That points, one's just like that's. It doesn't matter. Points, right? Twenty-seven. That it's twenty-seven. Beating you by, well, and and again, I see that you know they're shooters, so there will be days where sometimes the right. ball's not, it's just not going to fall. And I mean, it's been it's been you know benefiting them for mm-hmm. forty-five games now. Yeah. So, what's thirty-seven more games? True. So again, I I really don't want to give a definite answer. I just think they really have a great opportunity to do so this year, yeah. and they are ahead of the pace. So one thing about it that I, <coughs> just one point that I want to raise that you said it a little bit the All Star break mm-hmm. like history has shown that could be even the worst team in the league or the best team in the league coming out of the All Star break teams tend to play completely different than they did from the start of the before the All-Star break like I'm just try, uh, trying to think of teams that really like turned it on at the end of the after the All-Star break I guess the Bucks last year they they came into the All-Star break hot exactly and then good lord they couldn't win again exactly so it's just that's just one the first example that popped in my mind not saying that's that's going to happen but just the All-Star break is is gonna how they come out after the All Star break is what I think is gonna really determine if they can get it. If they come out and show or and play how they're playing right now, then I think they will do it. But I can't really say what's gonna happen then because obviously it hasn't happened yet. Right. So you know, it also depends on how much they really care about the record. Exactly like down the stretch towards the playoffs, if they want to rest Curry or Draymond or or um, Thompson. And and bench them to to keep them fresh for the playoffs, and you know risk losing a few games. Then there's always that possibility. True. So that is another thing. Yeah, like is like do they really 
like what's more important the right, rec- the looking, record or the ring if they're looking to go back to back well I, and i think since they have already won a championship that the record might be a little bit more prevalent like yeah. if they hadn't won last year um, and they're still looking to win a title, mm-hmm. then they probably would care a little bit less about the record and more about the championship. Yeah. Whereas they've already won, they might do a little extra to to, to try and get that that record plus the championship. You know right. what I mean? But no, I feel like it fits for me. Like I said, could they break the record? <laughs> yeah, they could. Like. The phrase goes, numbers never lie, and almost every single number is pointing directly at where it's saying, yep, the record's yours. I mean, point differential, like you said, and everything like that. Like, the one thing that kind of makes me a little bit, like, skittish is the things I mentioned earlier, and then just the fact that they're that this Warriors team just has more shooters, in my opinion, than that Bulls team. Because when that Bulls team, if they didn't knock down shots, you could still drive, to, they still drove. You know, Michael Jordan was well he could do it all so he's kind of exempt from this scotty pippen his three-point shot was just now coming along towards the tail end towards the tail end of that of that dynasty of theirs like in that in those last three championships like he but he was more of that mid-range driving inside guy uh dennis robin he couldn't shoot anything but you knew he was gonna get it down there yeah like that ball even remotely came into the paint and if he was somewhere within five feet of you box out yeah uh, their point, uh, Kerr could drive every now and then. Paxson could drive every now and then. B.J. Armstrong could drive every now and then. But they had they had the more all-around team, I would say. They had the more all-around team. The Warriors, they're, they're like, they're by, don't get me wrong, they're, I'm not saying that they're not an all-around team because they are, but the needle sways a wee bit more to the shooter side of things. But they're still a very all-around team based off of, uh, guys like Draymond Green and Bogut and Barnes. I think the, just in my personal opinion, I think the Warriors are the more uh, well-rounded team because, yes, they have tons of shooters, but Steph Curry can get to the hoop at yep. will. Yep. Clay Thompson can get to the hoop almost whenever he wants to, it seems like sometimes. And Harrison Barnes, he... Makes a he's, living he's, off of that. Yeah, he can slash to the hoop. He can either drive in or... Like, off-the-ball cuts to the hoop to get a dunk or stuff like that. And also, the Warriors are the best defensive team in the NBA, too. So I think that helps helps for their all-around team aspect because I think their defensive side of the the ball is a little bit stronger than the Bulls back then. Right. But But if I had to say... Comparing two different styles of basketball there, so... If I had to say, will they? If I to answer the question, will they break the record? I just think there's so many forces that come into this. You obviously, you like Adrian. You brought it up. Like, what's more important, the record or the repeat? You know, like, do they try to hurry up? Like, all right, let's get this record out the way. So then, and win a couple more past the record, and then let's sit everybody. Like, there's that. Then you have to figure in the off star break, and then there's you know freak injuries and everything. Like, it's the fear. It's I'm going to say they will not get it and they're going to just barely miss it just simply because it's the fear of the unknown. Like we know the we know all the scenarios that would prevent them from getting the record. But we don't, but there's other factors that might creep in that we aren't talking about or that are hardly addressed that could easily creep up on this team. 
Like, you know, like, and then, of co- and then obviously, of course, the games still need to be played on top of all of that. Like, that's the overwhelming thing. Like, first and foremost, they still need to play these last remaining games they got in the season. And then below that is any freak thing that could, pos- that could possibly happen. But the main thing that's, that worries me about if they're going to get the record is literally the fear of the unknown and everything, every possibility that we've already outlined or everybody else has already outlined and beat and beaten down to a dead horse and, and whatnot. It's what we it's what people haven't talked about that could creep up and get these guys that might be I don't want to say they're undoing, but what's gonna prevent them from getting the record. And if I had to pick how many games they missed the record by I think they lose twelve, thirteen. At the absolute maximum fifteen. But it's the fear of the unknown that's kinda scaring me away from saying, Yeah, they'll get they'll get the record. But at the same time, if you're asking me, will I be surprised if they get the record? Of course not. Like, I will literally be like, no. I mean, I saw it coming. I was just worried. But it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't want to say yes because there's so much that could go, not necessarily wrong, but things that could just, like, add up and small things that just creep up on them. And then all of a sudden, wham, you know. Yeah. Like, next thing you know, they lost two or three games in a week. Or they lose two in a row, or they come out of the all-star break and maybe only win like and maybe only win two out of an X amount of games, uh two out of six or something like that. There's so many different factors. But I don't know. I'm gonna say no, but barely. Like there's every there's a part of me that really wants to say yes, history's gonna happen, but this is the same part of me. That's the same part of me that said yes. The Heat are going to break that win streak record, and then the streak got snapped. So there's just there's just there's too much that could creep up on them, in my opinion. It's the fear of the unknown. And I, I have to say, their biggest problem is probably going to be looking at that championship because that I can say with almost certainty i can't be positive because you never know what other people are thinking but that front office is probably more concerned with that championship because it brings in more money for the team it brings in more money for the city and, and then they still got that move to go into uh no they're already in oakland san fran with yeah, the, new but state. the marketing possibilities you could have with a 73 and 9 team that's true but what good does that do if you don't win if you go into the playoffs and just lay an egg because you put everything into the record that's also true. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think it goes both ways. It really does. I think the championship is worth more to them. I, I would think it's worth more than the I record. I would hope. I mean, the record's one of those things where it's like, oh, cool, you know? But it's just like if they don't get the record, then I would think they'd much rather say, all right, we didn't get the record, but we still got a good shot to win that ring, though. Yeah. But here's one. Here's, here's a question I want to uh, throw out uh, to you guys about these guys. We have talked about all the other factors that could play a role. Is the biggest obstacle to the record and potentially even winning it all in the exact same season is the biggest obstacle themselves? Is the biggest obstacle to the Golden State Warriors themselves? Like if they get too big-headed or if something? If they get too big-headed and, you know, like, like that or something else, like they start to get, like, entitled and things like that, you know what I mean? Like, Anything that could happen, like with like morale, like obviously morale is at an all-time high. But anything that could happen in-house, like, like is there, yeah, like anything that could happen in-house that could possibly cause something to not go right on the floor. That that, that I don't think we'll know till after the All-Star break. I mean, I guess if if you start getting big-headed and 
start taking stupid shots like, oh, you know, I can make anything and just start tossing up these ridiculous shots. And, I mean, yeah, that that could, but I don't see it happening as long as their coach is doing their job. Right. As long as Steve Kerr is doing his job, then I don't really see that happening. Yeah, are you, like – Kind of like the Miami Heat, is that what you're thinking of? Like, in a way, because I feel because like, LeBron, yeah, because they... I feel like in a way it was the Heat that it wasn't, it wasn't who they lose to in that first year. Was it Dallas? Dallas. Like yeah. I don't think it was Dallas that beat them. I think it was Miami who beat Miami in a way. Like Dallas played like Miami and Dallas played like a crazy good series, but I think it was just they didn't like I, they needed that loss to completely gel. And this is coming from somebody who who rooted for Miami endlessly when the Big Three era happened. But in a but kind of sort of like the Heat, but in a milder case. Then yeah, I mean it could happen. If you get too big headed, then again you start making stupid mistakes on the floor. You might, you know, if if a series of plays don't go your way, and you start taking it out on each other, um, then yeah. But I don't see that happening with this team. They they look too gelled. To uh, like the like the team chemistry is there, and right. they look professional enough to and good enough to you know cut any sort of mistakes right there when it happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't see that happening with this 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 particular set of guys. Real uh real quick, Eric Joe is if is there any is there any in house issue that could disrupt this team, and if so, what would it be? Do injuries count? No. No, then... Injuries do not count. Then I don't really think there's much... Unless Steph Curry continues to play... um, Continues to play the exact same way he does. Like, I mean, taking the shots that he does, and they just start missing, like Adrian said. Because even right now, Steph Curry shoots up some pretty ridiculous shots almost every single game. Uh-huh. And if though if he starts shooting from like uh, the logos of teams arenas like during the game and he starts missing them, obviously that's that could be, but I really don't cuz their team chemistry is, chemistry is higher than I've ever seen any teams like they mm-hmm. they work so well together whether it's Steph Curry or it's Sean Livingston like they work extremely well together. So Right now, I don't see any issues like that coming about, but I can't really say. Like, there could be. They're just unknown to me, at least. Right. The, the only thing that I could see happening would be um, them trying to just coast through the rest of the season after the All-Star break, just kind of taking it easy. I don't see that happening. Like, do you um, think? Do you like? Do you think it'll be complacency? Like, oh yeah, like we're beating that, everybody. Like the record's ours. That's what it would be. Um, okay. Would be all. Um, and I think that would just be a matter of coming out flat, like okay. getting away with a couple of w- a couple of wins that they didn't play real well, but they still beat the other team. And I, I think that could kind of do it. But I feel like if it hasn't happened by now, they had a, a one heck of a streak going beginning of the season. Um, and that really hasn't deterred them a whole lot. So um, I don't expect it to. But then again, that is a big unknown. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like somebody tried to tell me that Steph Curry's getting so cocky, he's getting so big. And I was just like, I don't think his wife would let him. He might be the most down-to-earth superstar. Or not the most, but. 
Like in all of sports, not just basketball, but in all of sports, he might be one of the most down-to-earth superstars of our generation. I can't really think of another, but I know there are a few. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, yes. But it's nobody talks first, about yeah, But nobody talks about Tim Duncan. Exactly. But that's, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the glory of yeah. it, yeah. The, the only person the, that's still alive would be, for me, Arnold Palmer would be one of the most down-to-earth. Right. But I think the thing is that the one thing that I don't, I don't, I mean, he's definitely really likable, Steph Curry. But I think he's, I think he's kind of cocky. But yeah, I think, he's, I think, I think, he's, I think it's cocky. But I think I'm it's rightfully, core. I think it's rightfully so. Yeah, like, it's the cocky he, because it's like it's, it's really right on that cocky, confident right. line. He can be, but he's definitely hasn't. He's played with the line, but he hasn't. He's definitely hasn't gone over right. the line, and he's a very yeah, likable person. I mean, like trust me, like I mean, like, look at him. He's he's a family man. He's got a. Beautiful you know, wife, a beautiful, beautiful wife, a beautiful mother, a really awesome dad. I mean, his kids are Gorgeous. really funny. Right. So I mean, he's a he's a likable guy, and right. and he <clears throat> he plays the part really well. Right. Like one like last thing before I go into final thoughts, like I agree with you that he treads that line between cocky and confident. Because I mean, I mean, you, it's kind of hard to look at how he plays when he's blowing up and and not see that. Yeah. Like, not everyone could be like Kawhi Leonard, just stone-faced and still put up 50 points. But at the same time, to kind of counteract that, it's like when you're doing the things you're doing when you're Steph Curry, I would, I, it would be kind of hard to not slowly get close to that edge of the line. But, he, but the thing is, like, he knows when they're like, oh, there's a line, and then, like, takes a step back, at least for right now. And it, it just looks like he's having fun out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, so. that's why I like it. it like, if you compare it to what – when LeBron was, you know, on top of the world, well, he's still, still he's still right there right. on top of the world. But that transition from Cleveland to Miami, he just put a target on his back. Basically, he, you know, he he made himself a villain rather than what Steph Curry's doing. Right. I think that's why Steph Curry's now has taken over LeBron's uh, throne as the poster boy of the league, because e- everybody can like him. Doesn't matter if you like basketball or not. It's probably one of the most likable superstars in, in all of sports. Uh, final thoughts now. Uh, Joe. Um, I don't really have anything big or inspirational. Um, it doesn't have to be big or no, inspirational. I, I really don't have anything inspirational. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I, I really don't want to have a whole lot other than uh, it's been a pretty good day, and I hope tomorrow is as good as today was. So Holy crap, this is loud. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Eric. Uh, my final thought is to do with the NBA uh, the start of the year the Houston Rockets were playing extremely bad and obviously they fired Kevin McHale and this <clears throat> the last about month and a half they've just been playing extremely well they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games right. and they're just moving they continue to move up in the Western Conference they're the 7th seed right now and they're not looking back at all so I think they're they're still a team that people have to worry about coming into the when once it's playoff time i think they'll be almost in that same area as they were last year adrian um final thought i'm good to be or i'm happy to be back ready for the semester uh also my baseball like i've been cringing for some baseball and i'm finally getting it next week with the caribbean world series all right <laughs> can't wait for that so uh my final thought two things one the moment i the moment i the moment i say uh See you tomorrow or whatever when I end the show. Can you like immediately hit the off thing on the like hit the 